listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, welcome to SBS On The Money for this Friday, the 3rd of September 2021. It is your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap. Later reporting season, we'll have another report card and find out what's hot in the market. But first to lockdowns in Australia, which are impacting the construction industry with the AI Group's performance of construction index falling to a level of around 38.4. It suggests a contraction, unsurprisingly, but the industry is also under pressure from supply, supply chain issues impacting costs, some of which are being pushed onto consumers. For more, I spoke with AI Group's Chief Policy Advisor, Peter Byrne. What's this all mean for prices, though, in particular for building supply-type products? Are these being passed on to consumers? And does it impact new builds and renovations, for example? Well, that's where it impacts most. Uh, so the majority of um, house sales, of course, are sales of established houses and, and, and the costs of materials today doesn't really impact on those. So, but, of course, renovations and new houses, uh, uh, the prices of materials do impact on those or do put pressure on those. And the first thing to go is the margin of the builder. So that's not reflected in, um, in, in selling prices. It's just absorbed by the, by the builder if they have that capacity to do so. Um, the next impact is that if, if they can put forward, push prices up, they do put prices, push prices up. And with the demand in the market now pretty strong, in, particularly in housing, there is some ability, or some ability um, was evident before the current restrictions when things went pear-shaped again, for, for prices to rise and people to recover those extra costs. But for a long time, new builders were absorbing those costs rather than passing them on. But in, say, the second quarter of the year, the months till June, the three months till June, there was quite a lot of evidence of the ability of um, builders to recover those price increases that they'd been seeing for you know, for quite a while, um, a good nine months before that. So what about as a direct result of the lockdowns, a direct result? Are we seeing price rises in building supplies? Well, yes, prices continue to rise. Um, it's always difficult to be sure about the causes of them, but prices continue to rise. There are some uh, localised impacts, particularly in Sydney, associated with the restrictions on tradies who work who live in LGA so you'd think that um, that creates scope in the market for people to charge high prices because there's much fewer tradies around or you know, not just tradies of course but so that there's some localized um, opportunities for extra price rises but that's not been reflected in the aggregate figures and in fact in August the degree of price rises eased back a bit. They're still rising, but not as fast as they had been in, in the last few months. And for what kind of things are we seeing these price rises? So uh, construction equipment, of course. So uh, building materials. So uh, timber has been a major factor and been in short supply for a variety of reasons. And some of these are global and have been felt globally. Uh, metal prices have been pretty strong. Um, uh, windows, all of these things. There's, there's anything that's imported has been subject to the very large rises in freight costs. Um, so across the building products range, there's been price rises and that's been, you know, for, for quite a while. And that results essentially 
from the COVID-related disruptions to supply chains. So what would your message be to any consumers that are either building a, ho- or building a home or renovating right now when they're looking at their budgets? Factor in a bit of price rise. It's always a safe bet to do that anyway, isn't it? I mean, I don't know, but whenever I've done something, you go, oh, that's the cost that everyone's saying, add 20, 30% to that and work on that basis. Well, I, would, I wouldn't stop doing that if that had been the practice before. That is Peter Byrne there from AI Group. He's a chief policy analyst. Now to the Australian share market, which did close higher on the final trading day of the week. The S&P A6200 up by 0.5% at 7,522. Earlier, I spoke with Mike Jenica from Credit Suisse. Mike, maybe if we can start with what's happening on the market today. It's up. Why? Uh, It's up because we've seen uh, some investor rotation back into economically sensitive stocks. Uh, so the leaders today have been the, uh, the miners, uh, particularly those companies that are exposed uh, to the, uh, the base metals. Uh, aluminium in particular has been uh, a very strong performer. Uh, so stocks such as South32 and uh, Illumina have had particularly strong runs today. But the general trend has been a bit less defensive and moving back into economic sensitives. Profit reporting season is done and dusted. How would you rate it? I give it high marks uh, at this point in time. It was one of the strongest recoveries we've seen in the history of the ASX. Uh, earnings were up 45%. Dividends were up 53%. It was quite a remarkable recovery. Earnings were of high quality. Uh, the real standouts were the mining companies that delivered uh, very strong record profits, paid out substantial dividends. But even companies that were struggling, such as the, uh, the travel companies, which have been hit really hard by the pandemic. Qantas and Flight Centre, these companies have got very credible hibernation strategies and investors could see the pathway to these companies recovering as well. So they've performed quite well during the reporting season. You mentioned dividends. We saw strong dividends. How do they compare historically now? And this increase in dividends, is it a one-off or will it continue? Well, the rate of increase is is not going to be repeated. 53% is is from a low level. Uh, But the the level of dividends um, is sustainable uh, and very attractive. Uh, We're we're expecting to see some moderate growth going forward. And the thing to note is is that companies uh, are very resilient now, uh, given that their balance sheets are in very strong shape. So what that means is, is that where there are some bumps in the road, like we're seeing now through the COVID disruptions, companies can uh, afford to look through that. And uh, given that the vaccines are are rolling out and a recovery will still be underway, they can maintain healthy dividend payouts. Is it fair to say, I seem to have noticed this attention on companies talking about their greener credentials and a green future. Is that something that we've seen more of this reporting season? And is it something that investors are now demanding? Has there been a turning point? It's been evolving over a period of years. It, it, it continues to, to build. It's a, it's a critical uh, feature of, of, the, of the future that, that, that we are needing to decarbonise. And investors want to know how companies are going to achieve net zero. Uh, There needs to be very substantial investment in uh, electrification of transport, uh, in in, uh, the switching from coal to uh, lower emission fuels such as renewables, 
and, and gas. And so investors uh, are keen to, to see um, uh, funding uh, or, or keen to fund these growth areas. I mean, the, the funding of raw materials for batteries, for example, is, is really exploding at the moment. So overall, it's, it's a really critical um, uh, part of investor thinking. Uh, and, uh, and, and the, the belief in, in, in the need to invest and, and, and have a credible transition strategy and, and moving into a decarbonising world uh, is very keenly sought by investors. What are you telling your clients about where the opportunities are right now? Well, our first message is that um, anything but cash. Uh, cash is yielding nothing. We're expecting it to yield uh, next to zero for a number of years. This is new for Australia to have this low level of term deposits. Inflation is going to probably be a bit higher than it was before the pandemic. So anything about cash is our first message, and it really depends on your risk profile. Uh, our view is, is that equities are strategically attractive. Uh, we have raised in our portfolios strategically our weighting to equities earlier this year. And so for us, that's the, uh, uh, an asset class that's going to deliver both growth and income for, for investors. But it does depend on your risk profile and, um, and depending on those circumstances, a mix of equities and, and lower risk assets is certainly how we would see um, investors should be positioned. That was Mike Jenica there from Credit Suisse. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision. (laughs) 